0: Chapter Three of Twenty Five Cent Dinners for Families of Six. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. Twenty Five Cent Dinners for Families of Six by Juliet Corson. Chapter Three Beverages. In my little book on Fifteen Cent Dinners, I decidedly advocate the substitution of milk or milk and water as a drink at meal times for tea and coffee on the score of economy because milk is a food while the two former drinks are chiefly stimulants they are pleasant because they warm and exhilarate but they are luxuries because they give no strength therefore their use is extravagant when we are pinched for healthy food it is true that when we drink them we do not feel as hungry as we do without them the sensation of hunger is nature's sure sign that the body needs a new supply of food because the last has been exhausted the change of the nourishing qualities of food into strength is always going on as long as any remains in the system the use of tea coffee and alcohol hinders this change and consequently we are less hungry when we use them than when we do without them tea and coffee are certainly important aids to the cheerfulness and comfort at home and when the first stage of economy where every penny must be counted has passed we do not know of any pleasanter accessory to a meal than a cup of good tea or coffee tea the physiological action of very strong tea is marked moderately used it excites the action of the skin lungs and nervous system and soothes any undue action of the heart used to excess it causes indigestion nervousness and wakefulness no doubt its effects are greatly modified by climate the russians drink enormous quantities of very strong fine tea a recent war report gives the following account of its use in the army the russian soldiers are said to live and fight almost wholly upon tea the cossacks often carried about in the shape of bricks or rather tiles which before hardening are soaked in sheep's blood and boiled in milk with the addition of flour butter and salt so as to constitute a kind of soup the passion of the russian for this beverage is simply astonishing in the depth of winter he will empty twenty cups in succession at nearly boiling point until he perspires at every pour and then in a state of excitement rush out roll in the snow get up and go on to the next similar place of entertainment so with the army with every group or circle of tents travels the invariable tea kettle suspended from a tripod and it would be in vain to think of computing how many times each soldier's pannikin is filled upon a halt. It is his first idea. Frequently he carries it cold in a copper case as a solace upon the march. Dr. Edward Smith sums up the physiological action of tea as follows. 1. A sense of wakefulness. 2. Clearness of mind and activity of thought and imagination. 3 increased disposition to make muscular exertion four reaction with a sense of exhaustion in the morning following the preceding efforts and in proportion to them coffee the action of coffee is so similar to that of tea that we need not consider it separately it will be sufficient to remark that the chief points of difference are lessening the action of the skin increasing the action of the heart and when used very strong aiding digestion to some extent cocoa and chocolate both these articles are made from the kernels of a tropical fruit about the size of a cucumber the fleshy part of which is sometimes used to produce a vinous liqueur they are produced from the seeds of the cocoa palm and from a kind of ground nut these kernels consist of gum starch and vegetable oil and are marketed as cocoa shells which are the husks of the kernel cocoa nibs, which consist of the crushed nuts, and ground cocoa, which is the kernel's ground fine. Chocolate is the finely ground powder from the kernels, mixed to a stiff paste with sugar, and sometimes a little starch. It is very nutritious. When it is difficult to digest, remove from its solution the oily cake, which will collect upon the surface as it cools. It is so nutritious that a small cake of it, weighing about two ounces, will satisfy hunger. For that reason, it is a good lunch for travelers. Both cocoa and chocolate are very nutritious and are free from the reactionary influences of tea and coffee. Let us count the cost of these beverages and see which is the best for us. One quart of weak tea can be made from three teaspoonfuls or half an ounce of tea, which cost at least one cent. We must have for general use a gill of milk at one cent and four teaspoonfuls or one ounce of sugar at one cent thus if we use only the above quantities of milk and sugar one quart of tea costs three cents if we increase them it will cost more one quart of wheat coffee can be made from one ounce or two tablespoonfuls of coffee at a cost of two cents two tablespoonfuls or ounces of sugar two cents and a half a pint of milk two cents the total cost six cents one quart of cocoa can be made from two ounces or eight tablespoonfuls of cocoa shells which costs two cents with half a pint of milk and an ounce of sugar at four cents more we have a quart of good nutritious drink at six cents it is all the better if the shells are boiled gently two or three hours of course the nibs or crushed cocoa and chocolate will both produce a correspondingly nutritious beverage beer very poor families sometimes spend every day for beer enough to buy them a good wholesome meal because they think it makes them strong Beer, like all other liquors, is of no value whatever in making strength. It only nerves you up to spend all you can muster under the excitement it causes, and then leaves you weaker than before. What you need when you crave liquor is a good warm meal. The best doctors say that a man cannot drink more than about a pint and a half of beer a day without injuring his health, and that healthy people during youth and middle age do not need it at all. Let it and all other liquors alone entirely and you will be better off in health and purse beer for nursing women it is generally believed that women who drink malt liquor are able to nurse children to greater advantage than those who do not use it the fact is that while the quantity of milk may be increased its nourishing quality will be impaired there may be more milk for the child but it will be poor the effect of all malt liquors is to promote the secretion of the fluids of the body but not to enrich them do not drink beer for the sake of your child but try milk or milk and water instead and see if after a fair trial you do not have plenty for the baby and if it does not grow strong and fat if milk does not agree with you or you cannot afford it use barley water it will not only give you plenty of milk but it will nourish you as well as the baby you will get from it all the nourishment that you may fancy you get from malt liquor with this advantage in the barley-water you will get all the nutriment of the grain unchanged while in the form of beer the fermentation has destroyed part of it the following is a good receipt barley-water thoroughly wash two ounces of pearl barley which costs less than two cents to remove any musty or bad flavor put it over the fire in two quarts of cold water and boil it until it is reduced to one quart. Then strain it, cool it, and drink it whenever you are thirsty. A little sugar can be used without hurting the baby. Milk I have already said that milk is the most perfect food. We will now see what it is made of and how it nourishes the body, and then we can understand how necessary it is to have it pure. The elements of milk, which strengthen the whole body, are the solid parts that separate in the form of curd when it begins to turn sour the whey contains the salts and phosphates which strengthen the brain bones and digestive organs the cream is the part which makes us fat when we remember that cheese is made from the curd of milk we can see why it is so valuable as food and why a meal of black or brown bread and cheese will satisfy a hungry man try to afford at least a quart of good milk every day it can be bought in new york now for seven or eight cents a quart and if the children have plenty of seconds bread or oatmeal porridge and a cup of milk at meal times they will be strong and rosy skim milk buttermilk and whey are all excellent foods and far better drinks than beer or whiskey make a plain pudding now and then with skim milk adding an ounce of suet to restore its richness if the milk is turned a little sour add lime water to it in the proportion of four tablespoonfuls of the lime water to a quart if the lime water is added before the milk begins to turn It will help keep it fresh. The following is a good receipt for making lime water. Lime water. Slack four ounces of quick lime with a little water and gradually add enough water to make a gallon in all. Let it stand three hours, then bottle it in glass-stoppered bottles, putting a portion of the undissolved lime in each bottle. When you want to use some, pour off the clear fluid from the top. Children should never have tea, coffee, or liquor. All these drinks hurt them give them milk or milk and water or pure water if you cannot afford milk but you had better scant their clothes than their supply of milk if you have to limit the supply of food deny them something else but give them plenty of bread and scalded milk and you can keep them healthy end of chapter three